Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's podcast, we are going to tackle, or I am going to discuss, three superb questions. So a little bit of a different format change, uh, just talking to my producer, uh, Barry. We thought it'd be easier to kind of start with each question. So there'll be three questions. I'm going to say each question, question one, for example, and I'm going to give you a 10, 15 second answer. And then I'll spend a few minutes going through in more depth, the color around that answer. And then I'll do that same for question two or three. This way you can decide if you want to listen to that question and answer, or you just want to skip to the next one. So just want to respect everyone's time. I've gotten some feedback that, Hey, there's some questions we're not really interested in. It'd be easier just to give us the answer up front so we know if we want to listen and learn more or just kind of skip to the next question. So listen, you talk, I listen. That's what I'm all about. So I've learned very well, been married for 16 years, having two kids. I know uh, where my bread is buttered and uh, I listen. I'm a good listener. So any more comments, always um interested to to hear, see how I can improve the podcast and make it more interesting for everyone. So we'll start with this new format, see how it goes. Question one, I received a self-directed Roth IRA inherited from a non-spouse, but the person who left me the Roth IRA only had it open for three years. Do I have to wait two more years to pull the funds out without tax? This is from Harry T. of Carson City, Nevada. So Here's the short answer to the question. If you inherit a Roth IRA from a non-spouse and it's been open less than five years, you have to wait till it's been open five years before you can pull those funds out tax-free. You don't have to be 59 and a half, but you have to at least wait for that five-year um, number generally um, to pull that out as an inherited Roth. So if it's three years, you'd have to wait two more years to be able to pull it out tax-free. So that's the short answer. Here's the more in-depth answer. So generally when you pull money out of Roth, it has to be open five years and you have to be over 59 and a half. When you get an inherited IRA from a non-spouse, you generally have 10 years to pull those funds out without tax. Now, in almost every case, if you have an inherited IRA from a non-spouse, generally that person's going to have that Roth IRA open more than five years. But it's not always the case, right? Maybe they converted it a year ago or four years ago. And now they pass and, and you have inherited from a non-spouse, like a brother or sister, cousin, uncle. <clears throat> and the rules say you have to wait. You have to have that five year satisfied. So once you satisfy that five year, then you can pull those funds out over a 10 year period um, tax rate. So it's a great question, Harriet. Not a lot of people realize that. They just think automatically you just pull everything out tax free over 10 years. Um, again, this 10 year window is new. It's um, uh, thanks to the Secure Act 2.0. Prior to the SECURE Act, if you were uh, a beneficiary of a non-spousal inherited Roth, you could pull it out over your life expectancy, which is known as a stretch IRA, which is generally more than the 10-year period. So um, it is 10 years, but you'd, you'd be able to pull it out over the 10 years tax-free. 
Second question is from Instagram. Here's the second question. And I'll also provide a short uh, summary of the answer. I want to set up a Roth IRA for my two kids who are under 18. They are in school. Can I do this by gifting them the money for the Roth IRA contribution? So in general, in order to make a Roth IRA contribution, you need to have earned income. Earned income could be a compensation for services, selling a widget. Doesn't have to be from a full-time job. It could be as a lifeguard, teaching basketball, tutor, but you have to have some earned income. The most you can put away is 6,500 or 7,500 if you're over 50 in 2023. So if you're 18-year-old kids, they need to have some earned income. You can't just gift them the money. They have to have some compensation for services or sell some type of widget. That's the short answer. Here's the long answer. Um, it's a great idea to try to gift kids Roth IRAs. Um, I wish, and I've wrote to the IRS about this. I wrote to a number of folks in the Ways and Means Committee. There should be a way instead of earned income credit that you can put money in a Roth IRA for folks that are you know, basically born to 18. Why? Based off the power of compounding return, your money doubles every eight years, assuming an 8% rate of return. So if you're able to give everyone that's born maybe to a low-income family a few thousand bucks into a Roth IRA instead of getting an earned income credit, that 2,000 bucks a year for 18, that's 36K. When they're 18, maybe they have 50, 60K tax-free in a Roth. That kind of gets them started, right? Now they have feeling good about themselves. They see the power of savings and they're going to continue to save. Unfortunately, you just can't give people money. Most people under the age of 15 don't work. Um, some age 13, 14, you know, work maybe at a supermarket or uh, pharmacy, but it's rare. Um, so generally people start working towards a junior or senior years in high school. Um, so at least 16, 17, 18, you can start the process of teaching uh, your kids how to save. Um, but there are opportunities if, if kids are younger, whether maybe they do... Um, I don't know, some internet modeling, uh, right? Uh, I, I have a neighbor that um, her, her uh, baby is used in some baby food commercials. The kid made a couple grand. Um, it's possible, it's rare. <coughs> Excuse me, it's not the norm. But to answer this question from this uh, individual on Instagram, if you have two kids that are 18, um, generally what I would suggest is hopefully if they have earned income, they start working. Teach them, maybe put away half of what they say, have half of what they made, put in a Roth IRA, show them the power of savings. Yes, you're going to have to wait till they're 59 and a half. The Roth's been open five years. Pull everything out tax-free, but at least they'll be able to see the, um, the process, how it works, and, and see their money grow. Contributions they put in the Roth IRA can always be taken out tax-free before the age of 59 and a half. Hopefully, they do not do that since Roth IRA is, is essentially gold. Right, because once you're 59 and a half and the Roth has been opened at least five years, it's all tax-free. But you need earned income, W-2, 1099, compensation for services, selling a widget, you sell Nike dunks on eBay, you you sell uh, I don't know, something else on um, Etsy or offer up or something, and you make some money, then you have either through a schedule C, um, your 1040, you'd be able to contribute that to a Roth IRA but you need earned income. So if a kid is eight or six, it's going to be awfully hard to get them in a Roth IRA because you can't gift them the money. Wish the rules were different, but unfortunately that's where we are today. Third and final question of today's podcast from Jason L. Wichita, Kansas. And again, I'll give you a short 
summary of the answer right after the question uh, is read. I just left my job and looking to start a business. I want, I will want to be involved in the business and earn a salary. Can I do a self-directed IRA or do I need to use the Roth structure? So generally, if you're going to own more than 50% of the business and need to be involved, earn a salary, the IRA won't work because of the prohibited transaction rules. And you're going to have to use what's called a ROBS or rollover business startup solution, which will allow you to use all your retirement money to start a business like a franchise, earn a job, earn a salary, run your own business, and use your retirement money tax-free and penalty-free. That's the short summary. The long summary is this. In general, if you want to buy yourself a job using retirement money, need to earn a salary, and going to be involved personally, and likely going to be more than 50% of business, a self-directed IRA, probably are not going to do the job because of the Internal Revenue Code 4975 prohibited transaction rules, which do not allow you to be involved, earn a salary on a business that's controlled by your retirement account. Control generally means 50% or more. So if your IRA, let's say you have 100K and you're going to own 100% of the business and need to earn a salary, let's say it's a, a taco franchise, the IRA won't work because you're going to trigger the prohibited transaction rules since you're going to own more than 50% in your retirement account. You're not going to be able to take a salary, Jason. So the way to do it is a ROBS. The way the ROBS works is as follows. Step one, set up a corp. Has to be a C-corp. Can't be an S-corp. Can't be an LLC. It's got to be a C-corp. C-corp adopts a 401k. Not an IRA, but a 401k. Why? Internal Revenue Code Section 4975D13 says that if a 401k buys qualified employer securities, which is stock in a company, not an LLC interest, you can do that without triggering the prohibited transactions. 4975C outlines all the prohibited transactions. D outlines all the exceptions to the prohibited transactions. The most common exception is the 401k loan. The second most used exception is the ROBS, where your 401k could purchase qualified employer securities. So that's why it needs to be a 401k and a corp because LLCs aren't, interests aren't securities. Corporation stock is securities. So we do it for you, set up a corp, call it NUCO. NUCO, NUCO adopts a 401k, call it NUCO 401k. Um, John Doe rolls 100K from his IRA to NUCO 401K, and we'll pay for all this. NUCO 401K then buys stock into NUCO. In return, NUCO 401K owns, let's say, 99%. You put in 1,000 bucks. So it's 99.1. NUCO now has 100K, goes to buy the taco franchise. You're an employee. As soon as the business sets up, you start selling tacos. You have some revenue, take a salary, and then you run your business like any other business. But by doing Rob, you're able to use your retirement money through the rollover process to acquire the taco franchise or any other business without tax or penalty. Whereas if you used an IRA, you'd have to take the money out if you're under 59 and a half, pay 10% penalty plus tax because the prohibitive transaction rules would not allow the self-directed IRA to invest in a business you own more than 50% of or the retirement account will own more than 50% and you need to earn a salary. Now, Jason, if you said, hey, Adam, I don't need a salary. This is passive. It's a bowling alley or a taco franchise. My buddy's going to run the business. This is just an investment. I already have a job. I have no time to run a restaurant. Then, yeah, your IRA can own 100% of it. Um, and it's just a passive investment. No problem. But because you want to earn a salary, you have to 
be under the 50% control factor feature, whether it's you personally or your retirement account. If you don't want to be involved, you can use an LLC, an IRA, an IRA, and a corp. You don't need the 401k. You just can't be personally involved day to day and earn a salary. So that's why I asked Jason kind of what your role will be. But based off your question, it says you want to earn a salary. And that's why I think the ROBS will be your solution. If you didn't need to earn a salary, I would not be as focused on your 50% or more ownership because you could your IRA can own 100% and have a non-disqualified person, a non-parent, a non-child, a non-spouse, a non-daughter-in-law, a non-son-in-law run the business without triggering the primitive transactions. But because you're going to want to be involved, earn a salary or need to be involved and earn a salary and you're disqualified as your IRA, since it's your IRA, your retirement account cannot own more than 50% of the business. Now, let's say you're going to own 8% or 6% or 30% of the business. It's potentially doable where you're going to earn a salary as long as that 70 or 80 remaining interest is not owned by a lineal descendant. It's owned by a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, neighbor, friend, colleague, all that's cool. <laughs> it just can't be owned by a disqualified person, a lineal descendant, or any entities controlled by such persons. So in your question, just to summarize, I think the role of a business startup will be your best solution because you can earn a salary. Yes, you need a 401k and a core, but listen, a 401k has an advantage. You can offer those benefits to your full-time employees. You can put away money, reduce your taxable income, save for retirement, the same time, use your retirement money tax-free, penalty-free to fund your business, um, which, which is really cool and uh, a very popular solution for folks that want to uh, earn a salary and uh, have a retirement account that's going to uh, be involved in the business uh, or in a situation where they're going to have to control more than 50% of the business directly or indirectly. That's it. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me, Jason, Harriet, and uh, the individual from Instagram. Really good episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the new uh, structure of the podcast. I think it's helpful. I do agree. It's probably a good format. Probably should have done this many years ago, but hey, better late than never. Give everyone a quick summary of the answer, and then you can decide if you want to hear more. If not, just move on to the next question. Um, and hopefully you don't turn it off. <laughs> there's three questions, and I think out of three, there's got to be one to two that are going to pique your interest. But if not, Get you. Come back next week. Uh, I promise you I spice it up. And there's always different questions on various topics involving self-directed IRAs, 401ks, alternative assets, new IRS rules, something for everyone. So thanks for hanging out today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. This is a weekly podcast that, as you know, since you're listening, you can pick up anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else. And um, if you have a comment, leave it or a question. You can always submit a question to info at IRA Financial. Say, ask Adam. Um, no cost. You don't even have to be a client. Uh, always looking for really good content, good questions. And the goal is to help educate everyone so we can all learn uh, from each other. Yeah, I do even learn from you guys. I prepare and it pushes me to really focus on um, you know, providing the best uh, and most relevant answer I can. So thanks again and have a great day. Ciao and take care.